sense of wellness thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Get Caruso's at your local Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Welcome back to the House of Wellness. Our number is 131 873. Please give us a call right now on any of your health issues. We're going to jump into those calls in just a moment. But first, one thing that none of us sadly can avoid is getting older. And this morning, we look at ways we can best support our brain health as we age. Joining us on the line is Kate Laver, a professor of allied health and active aging at Flinders University. Welcome to the show, Kate. We know that growing old is a part of life, but just how important is our brain health as we age? Yes, good morning and thanks for having me on the program. Now, we have heard a lot in the past about heart health, but we also know that brain health is really super important. And so we know that as we age, it's inevitable that our brain will change a little. For example, we might have more trouble remembering people's names or our reaction times might get slower. But we do know that there is a lot that you can do to promote brain health and reduce your risk of cognitive decline or dementia. The other thing is that brain health is actually really important for people of all ages. So research shows that in childhood it's really important to have access to formal education or schooling. In middle ages it's really important to um, avoid or manage high blood pressure and maintain a healthy weight. And then in later life it's really important to stay physically active and, and socially engaged. Kate, it's so interesting. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's healthy brain at all ages as well. Um, you know, we look at dementia, over 55 million people worldwide, and that's an increasing number. But where does diet play a role? And, and how should we be incorporating this and educating younger people to understand that you know, prevention is the key or slowing the process through support, diet, lifestyle choices? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the main thing really, the main evidence is just that we really need to maintain a healthy weight. But there mm -hmm. are, there is some research that does show that um, the actual diet is quite important to be um, a, a quite important factor, sorry, in brain health. So as I said, um, we see lots of stories about superfoods, but most of the mm -hmm. research really supports a healthy, balanced diet. And in particular, a Mediterranean-style diet, which has lots of whole grains and olive oil and fruits, vegetables and nuts. But in the field of dementia and cognitive impairment research, there's also been some benefits associated with what's known as the MIND diet, spelled M-I-N-D. Mm. Um, and so that's actually quite a similar style of diet, diet with an emphasis on lots of fresh foods and vegetables and fruits. But also in that MIND diet, they specifically mention um, the importance of berries and fish. So there's about 10 foods in the MIND diet that they really highlight as being particularly important. I'm always fascinated, Kate, the way we, we attach a name to a particular group of foods and it, it almost gives it credibility, but I think what it does is cause confusion. My, my question is, are we missing something at the number of incredibly intelligent people who are being diagnosed with dementia? So we say, keep your brain active, we say this and we say that. However, I don't know whether I'm missing something here, but to me there seems to be a group of incredibly intelligent people who end up with dementia. How or why might that happen? Yeah, there are a lot of risk factors. So there is genetic risk factors. Um, there's um, other risk factors, like, for example, if you've got diabetes. There's some uh, research that shows if you've got hearing loss or depression, you're more likely. So even though, you know, we can be very highly educated or highly intelligent, that doesn't necessarily protect us against dementia. But what the research does show is that if you have um, a lot of education and you've continued to challenge yourself, then you will build up what 
what's known as cognitive reserve. So even though you might start to develop some of the, the I guess, um, pathology or the, the symptoms of dementia and changes in the brain, you do seem to be able to function normally and at a high level for longer. So you've built up this cognitive reserve to protect your brain in a way. Mm-hmm. Kate, I need you to back me up on this because for years as a personal trainer, I've been telling people to exercise and it isn't just about the aesthetic. I mean, it's always great to look good, especially when we're young and fit, but how important does exercise play when it comes to our brain health? That's absolutely true. So it's really important across the lifespan to to continue to exercise. And the physical activity guidelines show that we should be exercising quite regularly. And unfortunately, Australians on average don't exercise as much as the guidelines recommend. So there's quite good evidence that physical activity is important for brain health, but less information about what specific type of exercise. So, for example, whether we should focus on cardio-type activities or strengths. Um, the latest physical activity guidelines do recommend that we do a range of exercise, so that includes cardio and strength and also balanced focused activities. But interestingly, there was a big study recently that actually suggested it was an t- activity across the day. So it wasn't necessarily one burst of exercise, you know, half an hour and then spending the rest of the day quite sedentary. It was actually the, the total number of steps and activity across the day was associated with a reduced risk of cognitive decline. So, you know, staying active, even if you're not out, you know, jogging the streets, um, you know, keeping as active as possible. And Kate, it's quite interesting. My mum, excuse me, has dementia and had, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, and had it from a stroke. Um, when she went into rehabilitation, it was very quite interesting how structured the rehabilitation and getting her to try new things and getting her to do puzzles. But unfortunately, my mum being my mum, <laughs> I love you, mum, but she has stopped a lot of these uh, ongoing tools and tricks. How important is it to try something new and how important is it to maintain that process as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think as people tend to age and, you know, for example, if they have had a stroke, what we try and do is we try and step in and we try and make their life easier and we try and do as much Mm. as we can for them. But actually it's really important, you know, for their own self-efficacy and and confidence um, and just the way they spend their day. It's actually important to support people to do as much as they can themselves. So in terms of brain health as well, it's really important to keep our brains active and people often ask me about crosswords or brain training, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. So, for example, if, if you're in your middle ages, you could be taking on a new challenge or a new role at work or starting a new leisure activity. For people who've retired, it doesn't necessarily, again, have to be sitting at home doing crosswords. It might be volunteer work or learning a new language or a new skill. Uh, you know, you will also see that there are brain training type games online which are advertised and there are some studies that suggest that these might be helpful in maintaining cognitive function. But again, it's really balanced and trying things that are really you know, enjoyable and interesting and challenging for each person. It has been so great to have you on our show today, Kate. And if anyone is interested in looking at what Flinders University is doing in the area of ageing, head to flinders.edu.au. 
sbs.com.au. Hope you have an amazing Sunday after the break. Diagnosing glaucoma here on the House of Wellness. You're listening to the House of Wellness right across Australia. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings. Frankie loves playing in the dirt and hugging his dog. His mum doesn't mind as these are the things that support his gut microbiome, apart from eating foods rich in beneficial bacteria. Then there is LifeSpace Probiotic Powder for Children, an easy way for him to get 15 strains of beneficial bacteria for supporting immune and digestive health. LifeSpace Probiotic Powder for Children, available at Chemist Warehouse. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.